Hi guys and welcome back to Midday Match with Livy. Clearly I am fucking Livy. Oh my god, today I'm honest to God stressed um, because I'm moving and I just told my roommate like literally three hours before this, which I just like shouldn't have done, that I was moving and then I had to like talk to the landlord, all these things, but breaking news i'm event i'm moving and i plan to move by like september august but i'm so fucking overwhelmed with it like i'm literally so overwhelmed because i felt bad telling my roommate because she is like one of my best friends and i handled it poorly and like i fucking know i handled it poorly so i'm just really overwhelmed with that and i just needed to get that off my chest before we started this episode because it has been eating at me all fucking day and it's like the only thing i've thought about but this is one of my favorite episodes that i record all year round. And it's the birthday episode because my birthday is on Sunday. So releasing this on Friday. Friday, I will be in the Outer Banks for my birthday. Really random and weird of me to choose the Outer Banks for my birthday, but like whatever. Renting a home there, going with all my best friends. I'm so excited. You're going to see some of your favorites. Sissy, you're going to see Nicole. You're not going to see Tim and you're not going to see Liv because they're fake as fuck, just so everybody knows. And I'm really excited to go to the Outer Banks, get my ass out there. I need like the vacation. And then apparently there's going to be a fucking hurricane or something. And I don't really, not going to say I don't care about the hurricane, but like one of my best friends went to school in North Carolina and she was like, oh no, like that happens all the time. Like hurricanes are just a thing. So like I'm not having any negative energy on my birthday weekend. Like Hurricanes are just a thing. Like, I just don't care. They're just a thing. So what I like to do every year when it's my birthday and that week for the episode, I love to do like a year recap of what my year looked like month by month. And we're going to get into like the behind the scenes of things that you guys didn't necessarily see, necessarily know about. And a lot of you are new here I hate saying that a lot of you are new here, but a lot of you are new here and there's just like so much that I just want to catch everybody up on. So we, I start from July and we go all the way until like June where it is right now. And if you don't wish me a happy birthday, you're fake as fuck and that's totally fine. Anyways, July was a horrible month. Like right after my birthday, it was July. I went to Chicago for the fourth. I honestly was not really working at this time and I didn't have the funds to not be working. So I was broke. So why did I go to Chicago? I honest to God don't really know. Oh, my best friends wanted to see me because they couldn't come to New York for my birthday. My birthday last year was honestly really sad. I did cry. But I kind of cry every year. I'm that bitch. Like, I'm that bitch that cries every year on her birthday. I'm also that bitch that's like, oh, my God, it's my birthday. Like, it's a national holiday because it is. And I know it's annoying, but I don't really care. And, like, Sissy's had to deal <laughs> Sissy's had to deal with all of it. Sissy's had to deal with, like, the planning of the Outer Banks and everything. But it is what it is. I am that bitch that's like, it's my birthday. Like, it's my birthday. And I expect people to, like, move mountains to come for my birthday. But I feel like if you had told me a year ago that I would be renting a home, I would be like, wait, what? So I'm excited for the birthday this year. But honestly, I was just really annoyed last year because of the simple fact that I was, like, on and off with my toxic ex-boyfriend at the time. And you guys have heard story times about him, but now you're going to get to, like, really know him. And I was just like heavily annoyed because we were really on and off. But I I did see him for my birthday because I wanted to go to Nobu. I really did see him because I wanted him to take me to Nobu. And I'm woman enough to admit that I did mostly see him because I knew he'd take me to Nobu and get me flowers for my birthday. A girl's got to do what a girl's got to fucking do. So 
That was great. No, it wasn't because I then found pictures of another bitch on his phone. And then I did lock him outside of my apartment and he like threatened to burn down my apartment. And I took pictures of all of his credit cards. I didn't use any of the credit cards that I took photos of, but I did take a lot of photos of them. And it was just like me like trying to get revenge. And then I added him to like a FaceTime call with um, my best friend as he was like sitting outside my apartment like buzzing and I wouldn't let him in to get his stuff because I found pictures of him when another bitch on his phone on my birthday. Of course, I'm going to go crazy. So we could say at this point in my life, July was a low, a very low, low, because I wasn't really working much and I was dealing with a toxic motherfucker that I shouldn't have been talking to. And so in July, I was like, oh my God, like I'm totally done with him. Like I'm totally done. And this was like July 1st because I was like, I found pictures of the bitch. I'm completely done with him. We'll get into what it looked like later in July because it is embarrassing to like look back and be like, oh my God, wait, I was the dumbest bitch in America is like so embarrassing to look back, but we all have those low moments, ladies. So it's okay. Um, But I started two new jobs at this time. I was serving at one job and then the other job does have a very big part of my life in the sense that I'm not going to tell you what it was because it's so weird, but I met a lot of great people there and I was like in office a lot, but I had just started this other job too. I like can't even talk about it because it's just, it went so weird, but I started that other job and I really liked the other job because it was more like social media focused. I really loved that. I didn't want to serve like nobody. And also like, I'm not a good server. Like I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm amazing. Like I would, it just wasn't great. And I did, you just have to lie your way through things sometimes. And that's exactly what I did with the serving job. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? I don't really know. And I had served before, but I just like, I wasn't good at it. So we could say July was a really like a low point. I was ignoring red flags and in like relationships. I was just being toxic. Oh yeah. Cause then mid July, I decided like, oh my God, I'm going to get back together with my ex. Like I'm going to get back together with the ex. And I found pictures of the bitch on his phone. I am a hundred percent going. Cause I thought I was the issue. I was like gaslighting myself into thinking I was the problem. I was like, well, I'm just like not open to love. Like I'm just like closed off because I've had a traumatic past when in reality he was a loser and I was just completely like gaslighting myself into this relationship probably because I was just a little bit lonely and I think that's a lot for me to admit my ego did take a hit there but yeah and so I decided I was like I'm going to like take him back and I'm going to give it my all this time and what was happening at the same time was that my ex was going abroad to the south of France because he was from there I don't fucking know. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I'm struggling financially. I'm in a horrible relationship. And I'm going to have you guys keep in mind through every month of what follower count I was at on TikTok just because of like the growth of everything and like how it played out now. So I was only like 70K at that time. I was still posting every day, like doing that. But August rolls around. August was probably, it gets, if we thought July was bad, August gets 20 times worse and you're going to hear exactly why. I was working at the new job a lot. I really did like the new job. It was it was fun for me. It was social media. I loved that. And they paid pretty well, but I didn't take into account taxes or whatever. So like they actually didn't pay me that well. Um, but I was just happy to like not be serving. I was doing something else and I but I was still serving at the same time. I was working like six days a week and still with that loser ex, but I started getting really close. <laughs> to my fellow co-workers at the new job, the other job. 
And you're going to know why this is important throughout like the story time of the entire year because we started getting really close. Like everyone felt like great. It was so fun. It was a cute little job. I loved it there. I also moved. Wait, what? Oh, also Tim. Sorry, I'm like reading my thing down. I'm like, what the fuck am I saying? Tim moved here in August. And this is like a major shift, I feel like, in my entire year was that like Tim moved here. And when Tim moved here, we were always like really good friends, but he did become like my best friend. And he was really needed because midway through August is when... I got the hey girly DM. The hey girly DM that's like, hey girl, like I'm literally dating the same exact man as you. And so I'll never forget that moment. I got that DM. I was on FaceTime with Sissy and I was like, why is this bitch asking me if I'm dating my boyfriend? I'm like, duh. And the thing is, it's like nobody knew I was dating him because I like didn't want to... <laughs> Okay, because I'm a whore. I didn't want my hoes on Instagram to like know I had a boyfriend. Like that wasn't my whole vibe. I and he we weren't like that consistent. We were on and off every other week. So why am I gonna upset the hoes? You know what I mean? Like, why am I gonna do that? So I just didn't really let anybody know. And so, like, for someone to reach out to me on Instagram, I have like 3,000 followers. So for someone to reach out and be like, are you dating this specific person was really fucking weird. I'm like, wait, how do you even know his name? I've never even called him by his real name. I always just called him Frenchie because he was French. And I was like, how do you even, whatever. And she's like, are you dating him? And I'm like, yeah, I am. And she's like, great, same. You guys, great, same. I absolutely lost my fucking mind. I was DMing her. And at that time he was in France and he had been in France for like a month. I found out in like the midst of August. And so what I did was I was like, I have to meet with this bitch in person. Like I need to see the proof. I need to hear everything from this girl because I'm, I don't, I need to hear. I just need to know. I, met up with this bitch at midnight in Union Square, some random park in New York, which really weird now looking back on it. And she just sat there and told me everything. She was like, I started seeing him in February. I started seeing him in April. And she was just like, yeah, like he always is at my apartment, always doing all of these. Like, and I, she was like, yeah, I have a full, like a full blown relationship with this man. I was like, oh, that's so crazy. Cause like same. And he had just posted me on like Instagram a week prior. Like he was one of those bitches that was like, I'm just so private. And I was like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. You're going to post me. We're going to see how this goes. You know, not great. So that's how she found out that we were dating. She said he was like ghosting her. She also said that she gave him two thousand dollars because he said his grandma died and he needed money for the funeral which he told me that his grandma he was going to visit his sick grandma so I was like is the bitch dead or alive we'll never know you know I still don't know to this day but she told me absolutely everything I needed to know and I just remember walking away being like wait that was pretty heart-wrenching because I did love that person. So then to like hear all of that and then she was blowing up my phone at the same time he was blowing up my phone and I told him, I was like, I'm done with you. Like I want absolutely nothing to do with you. So we could say August was a low. Like August was a very low, low. Tim had just moved here and I was like, thank God for Tim because he honestly did help me through the breakup. The breakup took several months. We'll get into that. You'll fucking hear about that. But I was very much just in my dumb bitch era, just like hurt. I feel like anyone who gets cheated on is confused. They're hurt. They're like, what's happening? Especially when I have all these other factors in it that he like owed her money. And I thought he was rich. Like the thing is, he was like a completely different person with like two different people. I didn't think he was that rich, but I didn't think he was like borrowing money from women. Like he would have never asked me for money. Maybe he thought I was broke. No, but like 
if he asked me for money, I'd be like, are you fucking dumb? Like, why would I give you $2,000? Absolutely not. So she, I guess, was a better woman than me in that sense. Like, I would just never give somebody that I was dating for like three months $2,000. Grandma dead or alive. I don't really give a fuck. I just probably wouldn't do that. Um, yeah, just no. I don't know. I Maybe like years down the road. I, I keep thinking about that because I'm just like, what the fuck was she on? She had to like borrow the money from her parents, whatever. She was 35. I'm 23. It was a lot going on. You know what I mean? We were just completely different. She tried to become friends with me. I was like, I, I don't want to be friends. Like, whatever. Let's keep it moving. And so... I was like crushed and I genuinely didn't know what I wanted to do as dumb bitch as that sounds. I was like, should I stay? Should I go? I truly do not know. And just having Tim there really helped because all of my best, most of my best friends are in Chicago. Like the ones that I really needed the most at that time were in Chicago. And I didn't like, it just was so difficult to like be alone in New York and just sissy wasn't here. Tim had just moved here and like I had him and that was like honestly it because all my other friends were like in happy relationships. You don't want to be the bitch that like shows up at the party like my ex he literally had a different girlfriend and also the story is absolutely wild and insane like you don't want to tell people that and I just was like struggling mentally a lot. I will say that like I was very very sad and but I was just like very heartbroken. But like, remember when I told you guys that I liked all my coworkers? There was one specific coworker who, and you guys know, like if you watch the TikTok story times, you know, yeah, I fucked my coworker, whatever. But him and I were getting super close at this time, pre-fuck. And we were just, we were, he was also going through a breakup, me airing out his dirty laundry, but he was also going through a dirt breakup. So we got very close because we were both struggling. I was like, this is horrible. He was like, this is horrible. And he just was there for me when I felt like none of my other friends really were like in New York. They just weren't really like there for me. And I was just texting him. You know, when you like text your best friend daily and you're like, I just like, can't believe this, this and this. Like, that's the kind of stuff that I was texting him. So to say we trauma bonded is to say the least. Like we were fully fucking trauma bonded at this point. And... I was getting super close to the coworker. I chopped my hair off, went platinum blonde. Like that's when you know a bitch is going through it is when they cut their hair. You're like, oh, that bitch is really going through a horrible breakup. But September rolls around. I was honestly ready to fuck my coworker at this point for sure. I was like, okay, we're, we were, cause we were trauma bonding so much and we would see each other every single day, text all day, text all night. I was like, okay, I'm ready to like, like, what is this? You know, and honestly, I know I talk a lot of shit about him. I'm like, no, we'll get into that. Let me not be that nice right now. But we were getting super close and I've never really done the thing where it's like, my mom's always said this because she's always been like, you have to get under somebody new to like get over somebody. I was never like that. I was like, I don't think that's how it works, mom. And she's like, no, trust me. So I tried it. You know what I mean? I started fucking my coworker and it honestly worked. I'm not going to lie. I would say in October is when... I like was fully over my ex and I will, I remember that specific day, but let's not jump ahead of ourselves. We still have all of September, but my mom was right. Like, I will never forget that. I was like, I, we started taking things more seriously and we decided to be friends with benefits, but we didn't see any, it was the dumbest thing ever. Basically we were fucking and we couldn't fuck other people. It was a recipe for disaster, but at the time it was like, yeah, fine, whatever. I'm totally fine with this. This is great. We're like going on dates spending the night, seeing each other all the time. Like it was great until it wasn't. But I will not lie. I 
did have a great connection with this man. I know I've talked a lot of shit on the internet. I know I've said we have horrible sex because we did. We did have horrible sex and that's just is what it is. And, but we had a great emotional connection and I really did like this person. I really did care for this person. There was definitely a lot of love there on my end and his end for sure of the sense of like, oh, I have so much love for this person. And I just, I look back and I'm like, the purpose of him being in my life was to help me get over my loser ex, it was nothing more than that, nothing less than that. And just to have like a great connection with somebody. We are no longer friends though, but whatever. Um, at this time as well, I'm still 70K on in, on TikTok. Like keep that in mind, still 70K. I start working at the other job full time. So I'm fully in this other job. I was really passionate about it too. I can't even tell you guys what it is because it is truly embarrassing. There's just like no way. Um, Coworker and I are getting closer and closer and... Yeah, honestly, I feel like that's just what September was like. I feel like I got my glow back in September once I was done with my loser ex. And I remember being in my co-worker's hoodie and just sitting at the table getting a text from my ex. And he was like, oh, my gosh, can I talk to you when I get home? Because he still hadn't been home yet. And I was like, no, you can fuck off. I don't have feelings for you anymore. Like, I want nothing to do with you. And I ended up blocking him. And I was like, wait, it feels so good. Like, the man I thought I would, like, never get over. I was devastated, heartbroken to be like, huh, I really didn't. It really just took for me to, like, fuck somebody else for that to be a new thing. And I'm like, okay, good. I just remember that moment. So if you're like there and you're like, I just feel like I can never get over the ex that I'm thinking about currently, trust me with time, you will. You will, no matter how traumatic that breakup is or how traumatic it is, you'll get over it. But October rolls around. October is an important month, okay? Because while I still had 70K on TikTok, all I wanted was 100K. I was like, I want 100K so badly. And it was everything my friends and my family knew about. They're like, Livy's crazy about this 100K. I was like, no, like I'm going to get it, all these things. I always saw the vision before it came to life, I guess we could say, of even where I'm at right now. I've always seen all of it like, okay, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to get. This is what I'm going to do. And it's a, I've always just seen that. So still 70K in October. I'm still seeing my coworker, like we're talking, we're doing all those things. And I, no, mind you, I'm at 80K. I'm sorry. I was growing just like not that quick, but I am fully seeing him doing all those things, working full full time at the job that was the other job. At this point, I was really starting to get over the other job. I stopped serving completely because I was full time at this job. And I just knew that I wanted to do TikTok full time and like social media full time. I knew that's always what I wanted to do. And I remember telling like everybody that even my boss at the time, he was like, yeah, good luck. Like mm. he was an asshole, though. And it was he was like, good luck. We'll see. We'll see kind of thing. And it's funny now because it's like, mm. but at that time, that was just I'm like, no, I'm still going to like make that happen kind of thing. Coworker and I end things. We're done. We're not seeing each other anymore because he it was it was the sense I I've told the story a million times so I guess I'll tell it a million and one um where he was like I don't want you I was like I'm 23 like I if I'm going to just be like sleeping with you I have to have a future with you kind of thing and like if I'm like closing myself off to everybody else like what is the end goal of this like I feel like you get to a point when you're like friends with benefits or something dumb like that where you're like okay what is the point of this because I'm exclusively only hooking up with you so like if I don't see a future with you then like we should probably stop wasting each other's time we ended things. That's just how things ended. The nice way to end that I'm going to be nice. That's how we ended things. I'm not going to call him a little bitch, even though he was one. Okay. I did whatever. I'm still that bitch. We end things. 10 days later, I hit hundred K and 
I'm like ecstatic through the roof. I'll never forget where I was when I hit 100K too because that was honestly such a big deal for me. I was like, I just want the 100K. And I was sitting at the airport waiting to board my flight to Chicago and I was on FaceTime with Sissy. Scrolled, refresh, 100K. We're both cheering up. We're like, oh my God, it happened. And it was perfect because then I went to Chicago and got to celebrate with all of my Chicago friends, like my best friends. And then my mom and my sister, Sissy bought me my... 100k ring which everyone on tiktok thought i meant she spent 100 grand on my ring that'd be absolutely weird that'd be really weird if she did no we have matching rings because i got her the same exact ring for her graduation that she got me for my 100k so we did that and it was just honestly it was i've always said this like once you cut off energy that's not meant for you anymore like my coworker and i were not meant to be together sexually emphasize on that but we were just not meant to be together so once you cut that off like good things are going to come into your life so 10 days later hit the 100k i was like oh my god ah, losing my mind amazing right went to Chicago to celebrate. November is where everything changed 100%. November and December, but November was really where everything changed. So it was really lovely. Like during the 100K celebration, I flew back to New York and I've just felt, never felt so like loved. I was like, that's just, my friends threw me off a surprise party in New York. And I just felt genuinely so loved by everybody. And I was like, okay, this is just, I honestly was like highlight of my life. And it's weird to like look back to see how all that's happened, but it was insane and yeah just never felt as loved as I did like during that time and just like celebrated and got to celebrate with my favorite people too and I had just cut off a friend too so I felt like cutting off all that negative energy just like opened so much energy for like good and new things too right so I had my first little influencer event realized I hated these fucking events and not really I mean yeah no I would say in that moment I realized I really didn't like events events aren't my thing we know this we know I'm not an event girly even though I've been going to a lot recently which is kind of unlike me but I was doing that and then I was like boy free healing from like the last seven months of like just traumatic shit like you need a minute before you're gonna get back on the dick like to process what the fuck just happened after you get cheated on and he like owes a bitch money like you need a moment and I was definitely taking my moment and I was like we're good we're gonna focus on the career we don't need anything to do with a man right now and I honestly think I thrive in that kind of setting and situation where I'm like I would rather focus on the career because you're just like causing me stress and anxiety that I don't need. I sleep well at night. I don't need this shit. Like I am good. So I was boy free. We were living our best lives. Um, but my life started to change drastically. And I'll never forget this exact moment where I was in the hair salon dyeing my hair platinum fucking blonde. And the lady who dyed my hair looked at me and she was like, your life is about to change like forever right now. I don't know why I just have like a feeling. And I was like, okay, she just wants like a really big tip because like, I don't know why she's looking at me being like, your life is about to change forever. Like it just is like this hair colors, everything on you. And I just feel like your life is going to change forever. The day she says that, like a week later, I hit 200K on TikTok. And that's when things really started to like get into play for me, I would say. But it was like a really weird moment where she was like, your life's about to change forever. And I was like, is she a witch? Like, should I go back and get my hair dyed by her? Honestly, I should. But yeah, hit 200K. I started gaining, this is where my TikTok growth comes in. I started gaining 100K a week. And that's where just everything changed. Cause like once you're getting numbers like that, you have to like sign to management, you have to do that whole thing. And 
I feel like my life forever changed in November and it was just insanity just to see the numbers grow as much as they did where it was like 200K and then it was like 300K and it's growing so quickly and I'm just like keeping up with it and doing those things. But with, with that being said in November with like the growth, oh my God, it's so amazing, did come the hate comments. And like the hate comments are brutal, you guys. Like honestly, I don't, you just got to fucking deal with them. And it's normally just like weird old men that give me a lot of hate or just weird old women too. It's really just old people. And I'm not going to say a number of age, but it really is a lot of old people that I get the hate from. But it was so exciting, but my life started to change because then I had to go into manager meetings. If you, you've probably heard me talk a million times about these manager meetings is that they were just the most stressful fucking thing of this entire world because December, the month I became an influencer. And I like hate that word. I don't think I'll ever like the word like, oh my God, I became an influencer because that's like really fucking cringy to me. But that's the month it all happened. I was meeting, I met with 17 managers before I settled or I chose, I shouldn't say settled, before I chose the manager I have now. I don't ever think anyone needs to meet with 17, but I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. Like I was... 100k a week I had hit 500k in December and was getting brand deals and I'm negotiating for myself the fuck do I know about negotiating nothing I was just pitching myself the highest number I possibly could I was like if you want to work with me it's going to be this number and they're like okay um and I just had no idea anything about that but you sit in these manager meetings and they all tell you exactly what you want to hear they're like what do you want to do with the future? We'll do all these amazing things for you. And you're like, okay, great. That's so fun. They're like, give me a list of your dream brands and we'll get you to work with all of them. But I've never been a bitch that's like, I just love working with brands. I've always seen like the bigger picture of just like more the comedy side of everything and like what I'm actually trained in other than just like, I love like Aqua, Aquaphor. You know what I mean? Like that's just not my thing. So, but it does pay the bills. I'm not going to lie. So in those manager meetings, I had a psycho manager meeting too, where the girl like would not leave me alone. And I feel bad talking about it, but she basically sent me this contract and I had my lawyer review it. And my lawyer was like, okay, she wants the rights to everything you do. So that's the rights to every single TikTok you post, the rights to every single podcast episode you have. And she wants 35%. And normally managers only take 20%. And I just like was like, okay, so I guess I'm not going to sign with her. It was just a very overwhelming process. But my 17th meeting, I'll never forget this. At this time, I was meeting with the, it was my 17th meeting and I wasn't even going to take it because I kind of already had a team in place with managers and like an agency too, where I was like, okay, this is where I'm going to go. And then things started to like fall through. And it was just like, I was meeting with CEOs of companies and I was like, I don't really know what the fuck I'm doing. And I met with my managers that I have now. They were my last manager meeting out of the 17 of them. And they were like, just, I just remember being on the phone with them and the call. And I was like, these bitches are going to be my managers. And I loved them since the day that I met them. And that's when they started to really just, that's when I think everything shifted to, I was like, okay, this is my management and this is what I'm settling with. But then at the same time, I'd have to tell a bunch of other people like, oh, we're actually not, I'm not going to sign with you for like the long term. It was just like a weird process. But a lot of you guys asked me about like the behind the scenes of manager meetings and like how to get management and stuff like that. They all did reach out to me and it was a weird process, but I had nobody to really go to, to be like, what do I do? What What's happening? What should I do? Besides Jenna, Jenna Palak, you guys have said that a million times. She's been amazing. She was like the influencer that like helped me with these things because I was like, Jenna, is this normal? And Jenna was like, no, it wasn't. So I do love Jenna for that. So thank you. She, I've said that a million times on this podcast, like that if I did not have Jenna to be like, hey, um, 
what the fuck do I do about these manager meetings? She wants 35%. I would have probably been in a really bad contract and I probably would have just been like, oh my God, this is so fine and probably been miserable. But yeah, I didn't really, no one, my friends were corporate. They're not going to be like, I don't, they're going to like, Livy, I don't give a fuck who you sign to or what you do. And I just literally had no idea what to do. Figured it out. I have the management I have now. I would say January was just more about like, photo shoots, getting everything in place for February, I would say. And I did sober January. My, I've talked about this. Tim is the, Tim, my best friend. He's more of the alcoholic. I really don't like to drink whatsoever. If I drink, it's when I'm like out socially. You're never just going to see me be like, oh my God, I just like need a glass of wine. That's never really been my thing. I don't even like drinking when I go out really. But Tim and Sissy and I were like, let's do sober January. And I was like, okay, this will be so easy and fun for me. Cause like, I don't even like to drink to begin with. But once someone takes something away from you and they're like, you can't drink, like you need to be sober all of January. It makes it really fucking brutal. It's just like oh this is really fucking annoying like and it just was and mind you love you to death Tim but like when you're dealing with someone who drinks a lot and then they just cut like their cold turkey they become very mean so Tim and I were very mean to each other because he's dealing with not drinking I'm dealing with him not drinking I'm dealing with the fact that someone's telling me I can't drink and by someone I just mean like me Tim and Sissy took sober January really passionately for no fucking reason we were like you know we're gonna stay sober all of January like we're doing sober January we're like most people quit after like the second week. I don't know what the fuck was wrong with us that we were like, no, we have to do it. And that's when Tim introduced me to kava, which is like something that tastes horrible. And it's supposed, I think it's a hallucinogenic and it's supposed to like make you feel high and stuff. Did absolutely nothing. Tim and I are like sober in the club because we had to celebrate birthdays. It was just kind of like one of those months where it was just like, what the fuck is this? February. February is when I knew I was bringing the podcast back. I was like, okay, the podcast is coming back. I've taken enough time off. That was the first time I've ever taken a break of Midday Major 2. And I was like, okay, we're coming back. And it was just... I was excited, but at this exact time too, I knew that the million was coming. At this point, I was at like 975 and the million was about to hit like any day. And for some reason, that stressed me the fuck out because it was just like, okay, what if it like doesn't? What if it just pauses right here? Like, what if it doesn't? It did, but um, I went back into the studio for Midday Mantra, which was really interesting because when I started this podcast, I was like, I want a studio. That'll be so fun. I want to go to the studio and then to actually like go to one. And if you guys remember the old studio, remember the old studio and it was it was really something. But to just be in studio in general, to take a break from Midday Matcha, come back with a brand new management team, almost a million on TikTok. And just like, I took like a two month break. So I think at that point I was only at 200K and to come back and be like, all right, my whole life has changed. Hi, it's been like two months. What the fuck is up? Was really something for me. But it was like a dream that I had, like definitely on the vision board that this came true. And yeah, and then we started in studio. We were back to weekly episodes and I haven't missed an episode since. I'm really strict on that consistency. Since February, we started. And then on February 11th, I hit the million on TikTok. And that was just something that was just, yeah, it was insane to go from like October to February and just 900 and that much like to go to the 100K. Like we were just celebrating 100K and then we were celebrating the million. It was like insane to me. I think it was like the just, it's still insane to me, all of that. It feels like weird to even talk about. I'm not gonna lie. Um, But yeah, like TikTok fully changed my life. Like it's fully the reason why I'm like, right here right now and it just it's something that I'll always be just forever grateful for in every sense of the way I obviously like TikTok isn't going to be like forever but I'll try and always post as much as I can but 
it did just fully change my life. And celebrating that million, just that day, just like hitting it on the phone with like my all my best friends and then all my best friends coming out and we all went out together and we just like partied and hung out and just celebrated. I was like, this is like the most, I don't know, such a surreal moment. And it was definitely like a breath of fresh air. I was like, ooh, we did it. Like we hit the million. But then I was like, okay, so much more has to come after this. It's like, yeah, I hit that, but like so much more also has to come. So just so much love. Like couldn't believe it. And then more events, fashion week. I took Tim to fashion week. I don't like, like I said, the events are not my thing, but Tim loves them so much. So if I go to events and I'm there with Tim, just know it's because Tim and I are like doing that shit together. And like Tim is eating it up and I'm like anything to help his dreams come true as well. Cause Timmy loves that shit. So I'm like, why would I not? Okay. March. We did have the million party where I went all out and all my best friends flew in. We celebrated the million. It was so much fun. There is a little behind the scenes of the million party that you didn't see. All you saw were like the glamorous photos. So fucking fun. No, the night before we go to my favorite sushi spot ever. Sissy gets food poisoning and like is deathly ill to the point where I'm like, do I need to order this bitch an IV? And okay, not even that. More like, do I need to take this bitch to the hospital? Like, what is wrong with her? Like, I'm so deathly ill from this food poisoning. So I'm like, great, you're not coming to uh, dinner tonight. We're not celebrating the million together. And then my roommate gets sick, like extremely sick within two hours of Sissy getting extremely sick too. So I'm like, great, she's not coming as well. And then I had one of my best friends just like completely heartbroken at the dinner to the point where she's like, I need to get up and I need to go. And I was like, bitch, what the fuck? So it was like the behind the scenes of the million was really something. And then we have Tim on Adderall. Like I said, it was over sober January. I have never wanted to punch Tim in the mouth more than when he was on Adderall. Like him and a couple of my other best friends, they just like to like pop an Adderall for like the night. Should I be, is this illegal? I really don't give a fuck. Tim was so annoying on Adderall. I was just like, never forget it. He would not shut the fuck up in the Uber. Like we were going to the club after dinner and everything. He, he literally could not shut the fuck up. And he had like the worst anxiety the next day too, which is like completely understandable. You just were doing like Adderall and you're not used to whatever. But I just like remember that just like Tim being so on his, like losing his fucking mind, everyone being sick. And then one of my best friends being heartbroken. I was like, okay, this is just like a mess. Like this is a little bit of a mess, but like whatever we got through it. March did start my travel era. I was like, I want to travel more. I went to the Galapagos with Katie, which I was weirdly kayaking, like, which is really fucking random of me. And then just honestly was working like so much more. And then Sissy moved to New York in March. That's when she moved to New York. And that was so exciting. And I was like, okay, thank God. I love this. And she was here. April is when Sissy started working for me. Sissy became my assistant. She's only part-time right now because I don't need her full-time. And I'm not, we're not going to do that. And then this is like my going out era. We had a little, we had, okay. I've never told the night of when this is like, okay, we, we all go out. We do happy hour starts at 345. My friends get so drunk and I'm like, how are we doing this? But they love to drink and I don't like to drink that much. We then go to Ludlow House, which is like a members only place in New York. They get even more drunk. Tim and I get in the biggest fight ever because he's yelling at me that I'm not going to events. He's drunk, mind you, and probably on other substances as well. He's yelling at me that I'm not going to events more. And he was like, why were you not at the Rare Beauty event with Selena Gomez? And I was like, 
what the fuck? I'm enjoying my spicy margarita and you have the nerve to ask me on a night out why I didn't go to the rare beauty. Like, first of all, wasn't invited. Second of all, not my cup of tea, really. So like, and then on a night out, like when I'm partying, I'm making new friends and everything like that. Why are we talking about a rare beauty event? Like, why the fuck are we talking about Selena Gomez right now? I'm getting really annoyed. And... Tim is losing his mind on me because he's drunk and he's having his little soapbox moment where he's like, I just think you need to do this in your career. I think you need this in your career. And I'm like, Tim, shut the fuck up. So I leave. I'm like, I'm good. I'm going to go. And then they decide to go out after that. They go out to the club. My best friend, I wake up in the morning to Snapchats of her with Sway Lee. Like her, they were like rapping to each other in these Snapchats. Weirdest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And then just, I'm like, what the fuck happened to you guys last night? Ends up, they get kicked out of that club. Like they got physically picked up by the bouncers out of that club and they don't know why. That's how like fucked up they were. Like they have no idea why they did that. Then my other friend gets robbed. She like lets these men into her apartment. They rob her. Like they rob her completely. Like she doesn't have an ID, a wallet, anything like that. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? And like, thank God I wasn't there for that because I think I would have lost my mind. But then April was also Tulum. That's when I met Nicole. You guys know that I love Nicole. Literal like soul sister to me. Fell in love with like that sounds so dumb to be like, I fell in love with Tulum. Like I'm every basic bitch ever, but I did fall in love. I love Tulum. And I was like, this is just, it was really refreshing. Like it was what I needed. It felt so good. I just needed that. And then that's when the dating era started. And that's when Green Flag came about. And honestly, I don't think I'll ever, no, no, I will do a story time on Green Flag. I just don't think I'm going to do that story time now. Cause like no, I'd rather save it for TikTok or maybe just like an entire podcast episode. But it is the most mentally mindfucked thing I think a man has done. And that's saying a lot because I literally was like dating the Tinder swindler. So like that's saying a lot. But we'll deep dive on that in a later time. May, you guys, May was very... LA did the whole week in LA realized I didn't want to live there for some reason I was like oh my god I definitely want to live in LA went there I was like absolutely fucking not absolutely not the influencer scene out there is really weird in the sense of like it's just not my cup of tea I don't know I don't like it that much and all my best friends are here I did love that visit and then I I got introduced to the LA influencer world in the sense where they were like let's go to um let's go to this restaurant opening where they like invite you and the restaurant covers everything and it's like every TikToker you've ever seen in your entire life is there and like so like that's really weird for I was like this is like new to me like this is just really new but it was really cool I like that those are events that I will do and then did like the influencer events all those things Nicole and I got a man fired completely forgot about that like is what that is and then I met my managers in person my mother came to visit when I got home from LA and you guys, that was just draining. The woman, she, it was her first time on the podcast, brought her in here and she honestly killed it. Honestly, best episode I've had yet. And just, yeah, she, that was like May. I want to say it was like traveled a lot, was in my dating era and then was my mother. Like it was all of those things mixed together and I just honestly needed a break in May. So June rolls around, you guys. I don't know. I feel like there's just a new era approaching us. Like, I'm really excited for that. And yeah, like, we have extensions now. I don't know. I just feel like such good things for this year. And it's, I did see a psychic who told me she was like, 24 is going to be your year. So like, turning 24, I'm very excited about that because of the psychic mainly. But we have just lived a year together. It literally started off very, very low. So I want to, like, if you're dealing with something and you're like, what the fuck? is Like, how long is this going to last? Like, not that long. Like, you can genuinely 
get through it, get out of it, all those things. Like we saw where my year started and now where my year is ending and I'm ending it here with you guys. And honestly, I'm very grateful for everything that happened. Even though it was a bitch to deal with, I'm grateful for all of it. And I'm mostly grateful that we built this like community together, I would say. Like on TikTok, on the podcast, and Instagram everywhere, I would say. That is what I'm like the most grateful for. And like that's the best birthday present I could ask for like all year. That was sentimental as fuck. All right, you guys, that's it for this week's episode. You can follow me on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. She is Livy. I love every single one of you. I hope you have a great day, night, evening, whenever the fuck you're listening to this. I love you.